Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It is 135 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer joining you from Scottsdale, Arizona. The Oilers in Glendale tomorrow to play the Arizona Coyotes. They had a complete uh, practice today. Same D pairings. Um, same forward lines, so McDavid with Archibald and Cassian, Drysaddle with R&H and Yamamoto on fire, Haas with Gagne and Chason stayed together. They rotated Tyler Benson and Jujar Kara with uh, Shan and Patrick Russell. Nurse with Bear, bombs plus uh, 13 here over the last 11 games, and Caleb Jones with Matthew Benning. Smith and Koskinen. We'll tell you, Royal Pizza, Pizza, Pasta, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for 50 years. For a menu in the list of their 13 Edmonton and area locations, go online to royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. Now, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Randy, will open it up. Bob, regarding the new young players, do you think that the hard work and determination to make the Oilers that Ethan Bear exhibited during the offseason has sent a message to the other younger players in the organization that if they work to get to that level, good things will happen. Yamamoto seems to have followed suit. Then perhaps the work ethic commitment example in the Connor and McDavid documentary further validates that this is what a team needs to be successful. Your thoughts? Well, we didn't really know. I, I don't even know if the other players knew to the extent that McDavid went to to rehab from that uh, PCL injury. Ethan Bear bought in and sat down at the end of the season, had a conversation with Keith Gretzky uh, about what was required from him to get to the next level. And we had an event, uh, the Oilers do an event with the media at the start of the year, every year it's a little golf tournament. I was in with Dave Tippett and uh, during the course of that conversation it became blatantly apparent to me that Dave had a lot of time with Ethan Barrett. He said, Bob, this Barrett kid, he looks really good. This is before training camp. This is when they had the captain, uh, those captains skates so that was a good sign Yamamoto had the surgery on his wrist and couldn't train uh, but got off to a wonderful start Bakersfield's schedule started later than Edmonton's and he got uh, he scored in the first four games and I thought in the first six or seven games of the year they might need to like the orders weren't getting any secondary scoring they might to look and need to look at a recall I even tweeted it out 
when the Oilers went to Detroit. They were playing McDavid with Drysaddle at that time, and uh, the Oilers lost in Detroit. Hard to believe. I mean, Detroit's got 12 wins all season, but Oilers lost 3-1 in Detroit, and I was thinking to myself, you know, they're going to have to look at this kid here. If he, but then he got hurt, missed a uh, week to 10 days, uh, maybe two weeks down on the farm, worked his way back up. I think all of you listening right now are a little bit surprised at how effective Yamamoto has been. It's wonderful to watch. Uh, definitely what we are seeing is the importance of Bakersfield. Like Bear played most of last year there. Yamamoto most of the last half of the season. Um, kind of makes you wonder what would have happened if the Oilers would have just kept you guys to pull your RV down there. But you know what? I think Pugliarvi was not coming back in his mind either way. Like when we rolled into Carolina last year, um, I saw Pugliarvi's people, and it was pretty apparent that there was going to be a come-to-Jesus moment for the Oilers organization. Yes, Pugliarvi. they got to get something for that asset at some stage. Uh Again, you can text us. Hey, Bob, regarding Rasmus Anderson, what's he got to say now about Leon? Four game, uh, four point game for Rasmus or for Leon. Rasmus was, um, uh, Rasmus was invisible. <laughs> More texts coming in from Hockey Howie. Bob, we were in Grand Prairie this weekend playing a couple of, uh, games. Watching the Oilers game in my room when Smith pummeled Talbot, uh, I thought my room floor was going to drop. Uh, the boys below were cheering and screaming so loudly. It was epic from Hockey Howie. How'd you guys do this weekend? I heard a pretty good player got hurt up there, actually, uh, playing in that event. Got targeted a bit in the games against Grand Prairie. I guess that happens once in a while. Uh, let's do this. Uh, Brennan, you have a story about the Battle of Alberta and your experience, and it made me laugh. All right, so we were moving this weekend. I moved from apartment A to apartment B, got a great little pad downtown, but didn't have television, didn't have internet, and we ordered some pizza in, as one does to reward the movers, right? But we're sitting there, four dudes on the couch, watching this whole game unfold on an iPhone, you know, like a five-inch phone screen. And to me, it was just kind of the epitome of of Canadian hockey fandom. I got to put my fan hat back on there and, and just enjoy, you know, any way that we could. We had to take that in, and we were certainly rewarded. Brendan, you're going to be doing play-by-play or working as a sportscaster or doing something 20 years from now, and you're going to remember that experience. You remember, I remember where I was when, uh, you know, Cam Talbot and Mike Smith squared off and people went nuts and it was awesome. Oh, great impression on the new neighbors, by the way, as we're jumping up and down and screaming, but Smith's got to go, Smith's got to go. And then sure enough, there's the shot of him at center ice. And yeah, just what a treat, Bob. I hope that is the case. Well, we promised it for everybody out there. So it's 141 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you on Oilers now. Here's a replay specifically of Jack's call of the brawl. Nurse has scored from that angle before. Bear shot, redirected behind Talbot, poked in by Gagne, but it's going to be waved off. And now Talbot lands a couple of shots on Gagne. Yeah, there's and history. Quickly, there's history between Gagne Giordano and Gagne. goes after Mark Giordano and hit him twice. And now he's being held from behind. And now we've got a wild scrum with fights breaking out all over the place. Manjapani and Jason. Giordano has Gagne wrapped up. And Matthew Kachuk and Ethan Bear are going to drop the gloves. Bear belts him with the right hand. Kachuk counters with a straight right. Right hook 
Keith and Bear. Left jab, Matthew Kachuk. And now we're going to have a goalie fight. Bear throws a right hand. Here comes Cam Talbot and Mike Smith. They're going to go with center ice. Talbot short with a right hand. Smith, three clubbing right hands. Right hand Talbot. Big right-handed shot from Mike Smith. This is the battle of Alberta we've been waiting for for three decades. I love it. That's awesome. It is 142 in Edmonton. Quickly back into the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Bob, I'm not so sure everybody would welcome Matthew Kachuk to our team. Sure, he has talent, but he's dirty and cheap, says Dunner in North Fan. I think Oilers fans value hard work, toughness, honesty in their players. The DNA of most Edmontonians. Most Calgarians, says Dunner in North Fan. See nothing wrong with that crap that Kachuk pulls. And that's the essence of the difference between the two cities. Frankly, Lucic being so quiet versus the Oilers speaks volumes. Hmm. Uh, I don't know how altruistic we all are at times. I mean, the Edmonton Oilers had Craig Muni and Brian Marchment here, and those guys knew how to submarine guys on hits. Essa Tikkanen was an antagonist. Um, I didn't like Neil Sheehy's act. Uh, in the, you know, in the eighties, um, Paul Baxter was cheap. He'd get that left. He, he had a real sneaky left hand and then he'd turtle all the time. Um, Kevin McClellan worked him over. Jim Poplinski, I came to respect because he'd show up and fight the good fight. Tim Hunter, ah, I wasn't much of a Tim Hunter fan when he coached, uh, Team Canada. I could tell you that. I thought he was too old school. Matt Kachuk's a heck of a player. Now, you said something at the end of that text stunner in North Van. Frankly, Lucic being so quiet uh, versus the Oilers speaks volumes. It's almost as if you're saying Lucic is looking at Kachuk saying, if you're going to start this crap, you finish it. And remember, Milan, last uh, November of 2018, second last game Tom McClellan ever coached, um, Matthew Kachuk, borderline slew foot from Leon Dreisettle, got knocked on his ass, uh, was not happy, was stirring the pot, came third man in on McDavid and uh, Backlund. And then that's when Cassian went after him the first time. He didn't score up and fight. He turtled. Uh, then at the end of the game, the Oilers scrumming down 3-2 around the net, around Mike Smith when Mike was in goal for Calgary. and or maybe, that, might, that game might have been Riddick. I'm trying to remember. Uh, anyhow, I digress. Uh, Kachuk came in, a little bit of a love tap to McDavid after the whistle, and Lucic went back at Kachuk again and choked him right on the ice. And then Milan said something to the Calgary bench, and we had the quietest game ever ever in Edmonton in the return engagement. Now, subsequent to that, I'd say Calgary's got a tougher team uh, than they've had, and the Oilers aren't going to back down. And that's what makes for great rivalries. Absolutely. Uh, D-Man Mark. Oh, they're coming in fast and furious. Uh, D-Man Mark says, 
Bob, as for Poliarvi, it'd be great to get an asset for Poliarvi, but the owners don't have to do anything with him. I'm not saying they need to be vindictive, but they can wait years on him, says former D-man Mark. If he can get himself together, he can always come back. Uh, number one, if he can, becomes a complete player. Number two, if he's man enough to swallow his pride. The Oilers have enough prospect depth and NHL depth uh, they could if they wanted to let him rot. Uh, Mark, I would say the Oilers actually need to add a forward in the draft, at least a couple forward drafts. I don't think they can... Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't think they could just let it rot. Jason from Sangudo. I, I can't read that text. I just, I, it's funny. I cannot read it. Okay. Let's just establish that right now. 146 in Edmonton. Oh, you make me laugh, man. To this day in Oilers history for New West Travel. Join Oilers now on a great road trip to see the Oilers play the Hawks in Chicago. What happened back in the state in 1984 was a good day in the Battle of Alberta. Yeah, Pat Hughes lights up Calgary for five goals as the Oilers route the Flames 10-5. to Glenn Anderson, Kenny Linsman each had four-point nights. It was Grant Fear turning aside 34 of 39 shots. That's known as a high-event hockey game. 10-5. Pat Hughes, two of them were shorthanded, by the way. That's this day in Oilers history for New West Travel. Again, the trip to Chicago. Visit newwesttravel.com. Brendan S. Scott's got an interview. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Coming up with Edmonton Oil Kings head coach Brad Lauer. I'll rejoin you tomorrow with Mark Spector. So long, everybody from Arizona. Hi, I'm James Neal from the Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. Brendan Escott steering the ship home today on Oilers Now. And without further ado, I'd like to send it to a conversation I had earlier this morning with head coach of the Edmonton Oil Kings, the WHL leading Edmonton Oil Kings. It's Brad Lauer. Joined here on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline by the head coach of the Edmonton Oil Kings. It's Brad Lauer. And Brad, a big 4-1 win over the Winnipeg Ice on the weekend. Now 7-1-1-1 in the last 10. It's... It's been a season for you guys right now with the best record in the WHL. Just uh, maybe recap in your mind, what's what's been driving the success of this group this season? You know, I just think, uh, you know, when we go through things, I believe, you know, our, our, our team game has been getting better um, from the start of the year. And, you know, that's one area I think we were a little bit loose in when we started was just understanding the, 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 the details and the structure of the way we wanted to play. But, um, you know, we've really found a way to, to bring our team game. And, and when we do that, uh, we give ourselves a chance to win uh, consistently every night. And a huge addition made right before the season started in Riley Sawchuk. It's pretty tough to overstate yeah. what he's meant, not only, I'm sure, as, a, as one of the veteran presences in that locker room, but certainly on the score yeah. sheet as well. Yeah, no, I mean, obviously, uh, we all know how important 20-year-olds are in junior hockey, and uh, we lost some key guys last year that had big years with us, along with with Trey fix and, you know, we wanted to, to try and replace some of those goals uh, that, we were, that we were gonna that we were losing, and obviously, you're not going to replace all the goals we lost, but, um, you know, his name came across 
to us in the summertime, and uh, we we just thought it was the right fit for our group. And uh, credit to Riley, he's come in as a as a 20 year old, and uh, he wanted to fit, he wants to finish his junior career strong, and and then that, that's credit to him because sometimes the 20 year olds just want to finish their year, and not really uh, do it the right way, and he, he's really put the time in. Did you envision yourself getting this familiar with the Tri City Americans uh, playbook and and players, <laughs> so to speak? No, I did not see this coming at all. Unfortunately, we had to make some decisions here with some guys that wanted to move on from here. Uh, we were forced, obviously, to go and make a few trades here um, just before Christmas and and after Christmas, just to to fill, to fill the holes that we lost. And and uh, you know, uh, there were some guys that were around the league came up, but um, at the end of the day, we made some uh, some deals with Tri City, which uh, I think made our team a lot stronger. Well, and a big part of that, of course, is the addition of Beck Warm. That pretty well gave you two starting goaltenders, in, in my yeah. opinion, anyways. So um, yeah. is there a struggle in trying to maybe figure out how you're going to utilize two very highly skilled players like that? Uh, you know, there's no, not really. I mean, I'd, I'd like to say no. I mean, I think, uh, you know, Kosa's come in and played very, very well for us. I mean, obviously, we played... We probably gave him a lot more games than we we thought we were going to do uh, when we planned the season out for him. Um, but again, to credit to him, he he uh, he took the number one job over early in the year and, and played very well for us. And uh, you know, as the season went along, I mean, uh, last year we needed two goalies to play in the playoffs, and I think it's important. I think it's it's something that, that you need to have that depth in that position. And uh, to add a guy like we did with Warm, I mean, the veteran uh, leadership that he brings the just the work ethic that he brings for off the ice and on the ice. I think it's just a great balance to, for a guy like Coast to see a, see a guy, um, you know, it's been in the league for, for three plus years and, and to see his work ethic, I think it's something he can learn from and, and bring, uh, add to his game as he grows through the WHL. Chatting with the head coach of the Edmonton Oil Kings, Brad Lauer, Brad, the schedule lately has been a little bit inconsistent, mm-hmm. to say the least. I mean, it seems like you guys are yeah. playing every second night, and now you're three games in two weeks. So just give me a thought on that yeah. and, what, and what it means to you as a coach. Well, I mean, there's uh, it, it, it's been a grind. I mean, uh, I mean, we've played a lot of games uh, compared to some teams. We played our 51st game the other night, and some teams are only at 47, uh, 40, 48. So... Uh, we've obviously played a lot more than, than some teams, and, but now we have a, a break in our schedule, which, like you said, we play three games in, in 12, 12, 13 days. And, um, you know, this is some 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 creative planning coming up here for us. I think we have to still keep that competitive feel for our group, for our group so they don't uh, lose that while they have these this time off. And, you know, we plan some... Some good off ice workouts for them. Uh, you can get into some some more heavier lifting for the guys, and obviously with some of the practice time, we have, we were able to get into some individual uh, skill development, some skill work, and, and individual work with some guys earlier this week. And then uh, we'll we'll do a little some team building plan, and then obviously uh, usually I, I I like to have two good days of practice before we play, and and you know we play Friday here against Red Deer, so uh, Wednesday. Uh, Wednesday and Thursday will be two good good practice days for us. So with that in mind and keeping that hunger going, um, you guys have yeah. had such a successful season. Again, 34-8-6. You're 10 points up now on Lethbridge in the Central Division, and there's plenty of runway left in this season. But, I mean, with the yeah. eyes on the biggest prize, how are you keeping them focused on a night-to-night basis? 
Well, I think the biggest thing is just not to get too, look too far down the road. I mean, obviously they know how tight our division is and how good the teams are in our division with, you know, you say like you mentioned uh, Leftbridge, but I mean, Medicine Hats in the mix. Calgary's not not an easy team to go through, and um, you know, so there's a lot of depth here. And even in our conference, when we start playing, I mean, our our last few ga- our games here, they're not they're not uh, easy games by any means. And you know, our, our, the, the way we've approached this year is there's two two approaches. We obviously we don't look too far. We take it a week by week, um, and, and basically we just want to win our week. And we look at the first game that week, and we focus on that. But understanding we want to, we want to win the week, and then that's what we've been doing uh, right from day one. Some prime hockey being played around the Edmonton area. Your Sherwood Park Crusaders, number one ranked junior A team in the country, the Oil Kings. They're rolling too. They're the best team in the WHL right now, and we've heard all about the Oilers and their recent run of success. Tonight on 6.30, Chet, Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. That runs from 6 to 8 p.m. You'll hear from the man behind the call of the season so far, Jack Michaels. You'll also hear from former NHL goaltender Marty Biron. Seem to remember him in a bit of fisticuffs at one point in time. And Eskimos inside the game analyst Blake Dermott will check in as well. Up next, a global news weather traffic update with Kevin Robertson, followed by 6.30, Chet Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Tomorrow, we'll talk Oilers, Coyotes. We'll do it with sports. Nets Mark Spector for the horses. Horse Racing Alberta, the 7,000 men and women who work in Alberta's horse racing and breeding industry. It's Brendan Escott saying thanks as always for tuning in and so long from the 630 Chet Studios. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.